When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can't count Brock out. It's better than what we saw from Trey Lance. It's better than what we saw from Jimmy G. Better than anybody could have imagined. That's why he has this team rolling and primed for an NFC Championship matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's what they're up against. This season, no pass rush has been as dominant as the Eagles. Hits, fumbles the ball. You know, my arm just felt like it stretched out. Just pain, really, all over. The test today showed a tear. Doctors are recommending that he has surgery. We'll bring you the latest on the 49ers quarterback situation in just a moment. Welcome to NFL Live, everybody. You see him right there. We got Jeff Darlington, Robert Griffin III, Keyshawn Johnson here with you for the hour later. Robert's insight into what may happen with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Remember, Robert played with Lamar just a couple years ago, knows that Ravens organization well. But first, guys, let's get right to the 49ers QB situation. Okay, Brock Purdy's surgery on his injured elbow has been delayed due to his doctor's recommendation. The upcoming UCL repair had to be postponed because of inflammation in the elbow. They'll reassess in March and the timeline still indicates he could be ready for the start of the 2023 season. More on that in just a moment. Brock Purdy coming off an excellent rookie season. In fact, the last pick of the 2022 NFL draft posted the sixth highest total QBR by a rookie quarterback since ESPN began tracking the metric back in 2006. He finished the year just behind our own Robert Griffin III who won Offensive Rookie of the Year <laughs> In 2012, pretty great company there. Uh, so, Jeff, we start with you. What are you hearing about the timeline for Purdy? Well, look, you mentioned the inflammation, Laura, that is delaying this surgery. Certainly something that 49ers and Purdy would have liked to already have addressed because there is a six-month recovery from this surgery. Now, I, I want to point out, though, just because there's a six-month recovery to the point where he probably will be participating at full strength with the team, he could still resume throwing three months after the surgery takes place and then slowly kind of progress himself back to full strength. And if you do kind of push that timeline out from March, that would be around August, so he could still conceivably be there in time for the start of the season. Now, we should also point out, though, when it comes to the quarterback situation, Jimmy Garoppolo will no longer be with the team. So Trey Lance will enter OTAs coming off of his broken ankle from this past season as the number one quarterback getting all of those first team reps. He is expected to be cleared in time for OTAs, so certainly a big opportunity, Laura, for Trey Lance. Yeah, it's an important clarification, Jeff, about Jimmy G, because I think some people are like, well, maybe they could just keep Jimmy G around. That's not in the cards. And, Robert, with the 49ers, the QB right. position continues to be in question. Okay, now Purdy and Trey Lance both coming off injury. What's the answer for them? Well, Laura, I think the answer for them right now is going to be let's see what Trey Lance can possibly do. It's not the most ideal situation for Brock Purdy, but for the Niners, this is perfect. Purdy's going to be out three to six months. As you heard Jeff just talk about, he can't throw for three months, but then he can resume that. That means that Trey Lance has the entire offseason to prove to Kyle Shanahan and the coaching staff and the players around him that he can be the player that they gave up so many draft picks mm. to go up and get. 
Trey Lance, this is a crazy stat, guys. Trey Lance, in his entire high school, college, and NFL career, hasn't thrown more passes than Tom Brady threw last year at 45 years Ooh. old. 799 wow. for Brady, 798 for Trey Lance. It's unbelievable. He just has to play more football. But for the Niners, they have an opportunity here that Trey Lance can build up his trade value if he goes out and has to play part of the season, or he could prove that he is the guy that they thought he was, and Brock Purdy would have to take a backseat to him. It's kind of wild, but this is the NFL to even have a conversation talking about Trey Lance possibly being traded. Two years ago, they climbed all the way up to go get him in the draft. They gave up a haul to go get him. Not only that, they decided to move on from Jimmy G because he was their guy. And entering this past season, he was the guy. The only thing he needs to do is stay healthy. If he stays healthy and he improves on the way that he played last season in a couple games that he did, in fact, play in, he has a lot of talent. We saw him against Chicago in the rain. So everybody went crazy. Like, oh, my God, nobody played great in that football game. I think as time goes by, you saw Trey Lance make a handful of throws that made you say, okay, he's got some talent. They know what to do with him. Kyle Shanahan knows what to do with him. Brock Purdy was the third quarterback a year ago. Brock Purdy wouldn't even step on the field. Great story. I love the story. Oh, he won six in a row. Oh, he's going to win seven. Oh, he's going to possibly take them to the Super Bowl. I don't believe that Trey Lance is in the fight of his life to start for the San Francisco 49ers if he stays healthy, he takes care of business at OTAs, minicamp, and training camp, he'll be the starter come September. I could almost bet my right arm on that one. Wow. Uh, you know, wow. we Ooh. heard that stat okay. that was crazy from Robert, and Trey Lance is like, can we stop with all these crazy stats? But I have another one, okay? Trey Lance has thrown just 420 <laughs> passes over the last five seasons in both the NFL and college. And, guys, for extra context, 17 different quarterbacks in the NFL threw at least 420 passes just this season. So there you go. But, they, Laura, think about it, though. They targeted him to be lefty. the guy. I know. He's the guy for him. Well, when you oh, give yeah. up that oh, much, yeah. you go all the way up Things to three change. to get him, then you got to be the guy at least for a little while. All right, speaking of quarterback situations, let's get to the Eagles. Super Bowl runner-ups and quarterback Jalen Hurts set records, okay, in trading for A.J. Brown, paid off big time for Philadelphia, too, as the receiver had a career year. He's quick to make it clear now that he's not going anywhere without Jalen Hurts. Listen to A.J. Brown. I love him. And I'm about, what I'm about to say. You do not pay this man. Just ship me off wherever he finna go. <laughs> it's over. I'm telling you. Go. I'm telling you. Package deal me <laughs> with him. Listen, so you talk about pressure, Howie, get it done. For context, Howie, uh, GM, got to get that done. Okay, so, <laughs> Jeff, when do you expect the Eagles and Hurts right. to start having conversations about a long-term deal? Well, Howie Roseman now working for A.J. Brown, apparently. <laughs> Look, this is a scenario where Jalen Hurts is on a four-year deal. So it is a little bit different than, say, Joe Burrow, who's on the five-year deal. So they kind of are on similar timelines. You'd think that he would try to start to get that deal done this offseason. But we should keep in mind, franchise quarterbacks generally don't sign these huge deals until the summer. Don't forget last year, uh, around this time, Kyler Murray, we started to hear that noise. I remember Steve Kime, the GM at the time, telling me, Everybody needs to chill out. Like, those big deals take time, usually after free agency, after the draft. I wouldn't expect anything on any of these quarterbacks, honestly, except for Lamar Jackson, of course, until probably maybe June, July, even as late as early August. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts, of course, has been very classy about this, hasn't indicated 
any way that he wants to be talking right. about it at this point. He knows it'll take some time, too. It's no surprise, though, by the way, guys, why A.J. Brown wants to keep playing with Jalen Hurts for years to come. Look at this. The two had an instant connection on the field this season, especially when it came to the deep ball. Hurts completed 11 passes to Brown, 25-plus yards downfield this season, the most of any quarterback-receiver duo in the NFL. Key is our resident receiver here. Why was the addition of A.J. Brown so important to the growth of Jalen Hurts? I think when you look at it, Laura and guys, all great quarterbacks or quarterbacks that are going to be great, they all have alpha dog wide receivers. If you think about Josh Allen's growth early in his career, what did Brandon Beam go out and do? He traded for Stephon Diggs, paid Stephon Diggs. Okay, now in the Philadelphia Eagles, they go out and get A.J. Brown because they see something special in their quarterback, and they don't want to stunt that growth. If you look at what's going on in Jacksonville, not only did they go out and get Zay Jones and, and Christy Kirk in free agency, they also got Kelvin Ridley. Young quarterbacks need alpha dog star receivers around them to be able to continue to grow, to be able to, to be the guy that they all envision who you are and what you are all about. You're Atlanta Falcons, and I think you are Atlanta Falcons, Laura. I think yeah, you are a Falcons yeah, fan I'm to ATL some degree. Girl. I am. What, what did they do for Matt Ryan? They went and got Julio Jones. You can't be a stud quarterback and go to the Super Bowl without a stud wide receiver. It's just not, mm. not going to happen. Yeah, Keyshawn, you got to be you got to have a stud wide receiver or you got to have a collection of receivers that give you options at the quarterback position. Right. You talk about the Jags or you can talk about Kansas City and what they did for Patrick Mahomes. So in my opinion, Jalen Hurts. He proved all of his doubters wrong, and he did it because he was unafraid to make changes in the offseason. Yes, they brought in A.J. Brown, and A.J. Brown helped his completion percentage jump by 5%. He helped his passer rating jump by 14 points, and he threw for more yards and more touchdown passes, and I called it at the beginning of the year. But for Jalen Hurts, it's the simple things in his technique. He went from right foot forward in the gun to left foot forward in the gun so he could get the ball out faster. He went from last in the NFL of time holding the ball in the pocket to throw to 15th in the NFL. He put in the work, and that's why he was able to overcome all of the hate that was out there last offseason and prove guys like myself right. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, you know, he certainly got those extra help with that great receiving core, but, you know, that was icing on the cake. Robert, did you notice that Keyshawn was trying to say that quarterbacks only do well if they get the alpha dog wide receiver? Did, did I – did you – Am I lying? <laughs> Did you yeah, know? It could be. It could be. It could be. It could be a, a tight end too, though. It doesn't have to necessarily be a receiver. It could be Travis Kelsey. Okay. I mean, it could be Tony Gonzalez. Well, you know I what? Mean, I'm just saying. I mean, it could be Keyshawn you Johnson. You got to throw the ball to somebody. Hey, now that we just know where this show's going today, that means we can say that we're just getting started here on NFL Live and a whole lot more there to come after this. After releasing Derek Carr, Raiders GM says they might not have a replacement anytime soon. But hear which quarterback RG3 thinks they should call. You don't want to miss that. Plus, the Bears hold the extremely valuable number one pick in the upcoming draft. Why someone here says they must trade it. Plus, a peek into the strategy Chicago will have to use these next couple months to maximize value. We'll explain. Keep it right here. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. 
Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. And we're off. Week two of the XFL season begins tomorrow night with the Battle Hawks taking on the Sea Dragons. A little Thursday night XFL action. And continues Saturday with the D.C. Defenders and Vegas Vipers. Both of those games on FX. Plus Sunday, the Brahmas and Guardians are on ESPN at 4 Eastern. And the Renegades and Roughnecks on ESPN 2 at 7. All four games also available on ESPN+. Plus. was fun watching that league debut this last week. Time for some read and reacts. Uh, Key, let's start with you. What is one thing you would like to see happen this offseason. I would like to see the Baltimore Ravens go to Arizona and rescue D-Hop. Get <laughs> him out of Arizona. Don't let his career disintegrate just by catching a bunch of footballs and not having a real opportunity to win a championship. I don't want to see another Larry Fitzgerald, a Hall of Fame caliber player, but never really got a chance to win that Super Bowl, although Larry did play in one. He still needed to get one, in my opinion, even though he's an all-time great because he's a boy of mine. I like the idea of Derrick Henry getting traded to a team maybe like the Buffalo Bills. I know this seems a little bit out there, but look, this is a scenario where we've seen the Titans start to purge some players. The question, of course, here is Derrick Henry is coming up in the last year of his deal. Wouldn't it be smarter potentially to try to get something for him if you don't feel like necessarily you can compete? The Bills feel like a perfect candidate for that. Just throwing this out there. Just an idea. All right, well, I'm saying that the Bears need to trade the number one overall pick and use those picks they get from that to build up the roster around Justin Fields. He has all of the attributes that you're looking for out of a quarterback right now, the size, the speed, the ability to throw the ball down the field. And last year when he was the starter, they lost seven one-score games. Imagine if you give him a true number one wide receiver Mm. and you build up the roster around him. He can be the quarterback of the future. He's already proven he can do so much with so little. 
Ooh, Robert, I agree. And the Bears have some huge decisions to make this offseason, okay? They currently hold the number one pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. They're projected to have $95 million in cap space, nearly $40 million more than the next closest team. That is some cash to play with, okay? They got plenty of work to do, right, especially on defense after allowing the most points per game in the NFL this season. Of course, remember, they did trade away Roquan Smith. Jeff, we start with you. What have you heard about Chicago's plans for that number one overall pick? Well, look, I think that we need to understand something here. It, just because the Chicago Bears don't come out right away and say, hey, we're not taking a quarterback first overall, Justin Fields is our guy, doesn't mean that that won't eventually be the case. They need to do their due diligence in terms of creating leverage for that first overall pick if they do decide to trade it. And maybe they do find that they're not getting enough for it, and they do think about the idea of drafting, drafting someone like Bryce Young. Ultimately, my point in this, the Bears will do their homework. They will assess who is willing to maybe trade into that spot, whether it's the Colts or the Texans, if they can create a bidding war of sorts. So basically, a lot left to do for this team to figure out exactly what they can get and exactly what they will do. Yeah, I mean, Jim Ursay was like, yeah, we will go up and get somebody however high we have to go to get a quarterback. I, I can't believe, Jeff, you're telling me that some of these NFL teams try to keep their cards close to their vests. Anyway, Key, uh, what do you <laughs> think the Bears need to address this offseason? Well, I, I agree with, with Jeff. I think they need to move out of the number one spot first and foremost. You collect some picks. You get maybe a one. You ch exchange for whatever one. Maybe you pick up two ones in this situation, one this year, one next year. And then what you do is I talked about alpha dog receivers. You go to Cincinnati, and you, you say to Cincinnati, hey, we know that you're trying to win a Super Bowl right now, but we want T. Higgins. And you take that one carrot and you dangle it in front of them, they'll probably tell you, well, we want a one and a three. And you know what you do? You say, okay, I'll tell you what. We'll give you a one and a three for T. Higgins because if you wait till next year when he becomes an unrestricted free agent, you now have an opportunity to get him now. You'll be in a long line of people trying to say, well, we want him. We'll pay more money. You're in front of the line now. And then Cincinnati can take that one or that third-round pick or even a second-round pick and find a wide receiver to replace him and reset the money in the room because you got to deal with Jamar Chase down the line anyway. Yeah, Key, I like that idea with T. Higgins, but if they can't get a guy in free agency and or trade like with Higgins, there's some dogs in the draft right now. <laughs> You're talking about guys like Zay Flowers, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison. I mean, the list goes on and on. Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. There's opportunities for the Bears to get wide receivers to put around Justin Fields, but they got to build that offense and defensive line. Mm. When you look at the two teams in the Super Bowl, they both were able to dominate on both sides of the ball when they won wanted to in Kansas City and all year long for the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Bears have to get back to that gritty style of ball that they play and the weather that they play in and add to the offensive line so Justin Fields isn't running for his life and add to the defensive line so they can control the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and thankfully, Robert, they've got the money to do it, okay? All that calf space that we talked about, $95 yeah. million. They can play around with that a little bit. I'm glad you brought up those receivers in this class. Not quite last year's wide receiver class, but they're better than people are giving them credit for. For. Coming up on NFL Live, guys, the latest on where Tampa Bay may need to look to replace Tom Brady. Plus, Key tells us why the Bucks might be a little better than you think next season. That's all coming your way. Keep it right here on ESPN. We'll be right back.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Our next UFC fight night, Saturday in Las Vegas, with our lightweight, light heavyweight main event. The prelims start at 4 Eastern, followed by the main card at 7 Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. To get it, go to ESPNplus.com or download the ESPN app. Time now to read and react. Starting in Tennessee, the Titans released wide receiver Robert Woods today. Woods then tweeted, quote, free, followed by, where should I go? <laughs> so key, where should Woods go? <laughs> My USC Trojan brother, I think he should head to Dallas. I think the Cowboys can use his services. He's a willing participant in the run game. He knows how to block, but he also is a good receiver. Get, people don't give him all the credit that he deserves. I think he'll help out Dak Prescott. I think he'll help that offense out a lot. They need another playmaker. Okay, more on that coming later in the show as we talk about the Cowboys. Let's go to Green Bay, guys, where Packers running back Aaron Jones joined the Pivot podcast with our friend Ryan Clark. He had this to say about what Aaron Rodgers has meant to him. It resonates with me because A-Rod has uh, played like a huge part of my my career. Just for somebody to believe in me and trust in me that much, and then when I do get that opportunity, I make the most of it and make him look good you know he definitely has played a huge role in me I, i'd hate to see him leave uh he's a great leader and uh this, this is my guy robert where do you think rogers will play next season well to aaron jones's delight i think aaron Rodgers stays with the green bay packers he's going to come out of his darkness retreat and he's going to see the cheese heads and get a little hungry Ooh. right he needs to be in green bay he's been there for 18 years he understands that city he understands what it takes to win and i don't think he wants to go out like he did this past year losing to the detroit lions and that be the last game as a packer yeah, you know, only one meal a day in the darkness. He probably is going to be hungry. Let's go to Las Vegas, where tight end Darren Waller was convinced that Tom Brady was going to end up a Raider in 2020 before choosing the Bucks in free agency. He said, quote, I've heard it from multiple sources that I respect and I've been close to. They're like, yeah, Brady to the Raiders was a lock. We do have a resident Brady expert here today, Jeff Darlington. Jeff, was Tom Brady oh ever God. close to joining the Raiders? <laughs> Well, I've spoken to multiple sources. <laughs> no, like it takes two to tango. First of all, were the Raiders interested at one point? Yes. Was Tom Brady perhaps interested? 
Tom Brady does a very good job of making everybody feel like he loves them. But ultimately, <laughs> from the very beginning, he loved the Bucks and the Bucks loved him. Takes two to tango, and he found someone to tango with in Tampa. Ooh, lots of alliteration there. We love to see it. Uh, also, like if, we, like... if we could only all be like Tom Brady, maybe we would have <laughs> some of what he does. I'm going to leave that there. Speaking of the Raiders, guys, they're now looking for a quarterback again, okay? Officially releasing Derek Carr last week means they let a Pro Bowl quarterback walk, and now they got to replace him. So don't look for Carr's replacement to be solidified Anytime soon, though, here's what Raiders general manager Dave Ziegler had to say about the team's current QB situation. He said, we're in charge of filling the most important position on the team. There's some pressure that comes along with that. And however we fill it, it doesn't mean we're going to have an immediate answer this year. But at the end of the day, we have to have an answer in some form or fashion. It's really weird when you think about exactly what he's saying. I think it speaks to a few things here, Key, maybe even the QB market. But what do you make of those comments from the GM? I'm a little puzzled because you would think if you let a Pro Bowl quarterback go, like you said, Laura, you would have a, a plan in place, like a real plan, not this let's throw it against the wall and hope it sticks. Mm. You would have a real plan. Now, maybe the plan is you go out there and you get Jimmy Garoppolo for a year or two or maybe three years and because of familiarity with the system and knowing Josh McDaniel and knowing the way that things work within that system and you draft the guy that you feel good about. I don't think Jared Stenham is the answer of bringing him back at all. Obviously, he let Carr go, but you don't have a real plan. So you're going to go out there. If I'm Devontae Adams, I'm like scratching my head, trying to saying to myself, does he really even know what he's doing? What have I gotten myself into in this situation? Now, I don't even have a quarterback. They, done, they didn't pick up the fifth-year option on Jacobs. Now they got to pay him or let him walk. Like, what have I gotten myself into? into and I'm sure Devontae Adams is thinking that now maybe they make a play for Aaron Rodgers I don't know maybe they do maybe they don't but as of right now there's no real plan in play and I would be very upset if I was Devontae Adams right now and a Raider fan well guys you know the Jets right now are trying to play love is blind with Aaron Rodgers right he's in the darkness <laughs> and they're trying to flirt with him and Derek Carr at the same time the Ooh. Raiders on the other hand Josh McDaniels does not want to play Love is Blind. He loves what he knows. That's why he brought Jared Stidham with him from the, from the Patriots. So look at it this way. Jimmy G is an option, but if he picks up that telephone and he calls Bill Belichick, will Mac Jones be available for him to trade Ooh. and bring to Las Vegas with him? They both had a lot of success together, obviously, in Mac Jones' rookie year. Josh McDaniels really likes his guys because it doesn't make sense that they got rid of Derek Carr without actually having a plan on someone to go get. Maybe that plan was Tom Brady. Tom Brady said, I'm, I'll see you later, guys. I got other things to do. So for the Raiders, look at Mac Jones, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. Those could be bridge guys for them for the next two or three years. And I think Devontae Adams would be okay with that, even though I believe Devontae Adams wants to go back to Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers isn't coming to Vegas. Mm. Devontae Adams, yeah, I've Adams known Dave Ziegler right now. Go ahead, Jeff. I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't know if that's Go a question. Ahead. Okay, I don't know. Can I Google it? <laughs> uh, look, I've known Dave Ziegler long enough to understand that there's no. He's smarter than that. Like he knows he has more of a plan than this. He also probably understands that the quarterback market is going to flesh out in a way that maybe all of us aren't quite even understanding yet. There will be options out there. He will find one of those options, and I think he'll ultimately be happy with it. I just don't believe that he is going into this offseason 
as blindly as he is suggesting with the idea that he's not going to have his solution at quarterback under center week one. I, I just I don't buy it at this point. Yeah, it's interesting because to Robert's point about Mac Jones, when I saw Devontae Adams in week 18, he was talking about how he went to the Raiders thinking, I want to match up with a quarterback I can be with for 10 years. Mac Jones, I'm not saying he would be the guy for 10 years, but he is a long-term potential as a younger guy. I don't know. Just putting right. it out there. All right, yes. we'll keep our eye on that. Let's go to Tampa Bay where the Bucks are in transition too. Brady did finally retire, okay? And Byron Lethwich is out as offensive coordinator. So Tampa Bay tackles. Dave Canales from the Seahawks as their new OC. Canales was passing game coordinator in Seattle before becoming QB's coach last season. Of course, leading Geno Smith or part of it to his best performance yet. So now he takes over a Bucks offense with a large question mark where Brady's name used to be. During Brady's three seasons with Tampa Bay, the Bucks made the playoffs in each season. They were one of just three franchises to make the playoffs in each of the last three seasons, along with the Chiefs and Bills of that caliber. And prior to Brady's arrival, Tampa Bay had not made the playoffs in 12 straight seasons. So here's new Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales on the outlook for the offense moving forward. The way that I've been trained is they're ours until they're not. And so right now I got one Bucks quarterback. You know, it's Kyle Trask. Um, I really liked him coming out. He was able to distribute. And, and the thing that we're going to help Kyle continue to build on here is to just be a point guard. Point guards don't have to be the one that score all the points. You just distribute. Um, and then on top of that, it's just a really quarterback-friendly system um, because of the balance of the run and the pass. Uh, we're not going to put him in harm's way a lot um, until, of course, you know, you get in those situations where you got to throw it a little bit. Um, and then we'll do that as smart as way as possible. You know, just think about what he said there. I mean, I, I know that injuries played a big role in this, but I'm thinking about, like, Tom Brady in that same <laughs> offense and how it went. Anyway, Robert, what do you think about Kyle Trask potentially being the starter in Tampa Bay? Well, guys, there's a lot to unpack there, okay? First of all, Kyle Trask, he's, he's got a chance. If, if Canales is going to do what they said and let him just be the point guard, Kyle Trask threw 43 touchdowns in his last year in college. He understands how to be a point guard. Look at what Canales and those guys did with Geno Smith in Seattle mm -hmm. last year, having him throw 30 touchdown passes when he had only thrown 34 touchdown passes in his entire eight-year career prior to this season. So I believe Canales when he says they're going to make it an easy system for him, and I think Kyle Trask has a chance because it's a, he could be in a worse situation than in Tampa Bay throwing to Mike Evans, uh, Godwin, you're talking about Russell Gage, Cade Otten. I mean, they got a plethora of weapons on the offensive side of the ball, and if they get healthy on the offensive line, he's, he's not in a bad situation at all. But now that I'm thinking about it, guys, maybe even Geno Smith could be an option Ooh. for the Bucks. They got his OC. His guy, Thad Lewis, is the quarterback coach there. Mm, I Jeff, don't know. He ain't right back yet. Are you know what I'm he ain't right back. So he so could be going wait, to Tampa. Robert, <laughs> so you've got Mac Jones going to the Raiders. You now have Geno Smith going yep. to the Bucks. We just want to work this whole thing out by the end yep. of the show. Maybe get Lamar Jackson get to the Jets. Get it all figured out. Anything else? Yeah, hey, look, let's hey, go get back on track. If I have a GM I, I'm hat on, I'm, I'm making all these moves. <laughs> all right. I'm not trying to be too harsh here, but when I was listening to that press conference, I kept hearing like, yeah, well, that Kyle Trask guy, that's the guy we got. So as long as we don't have him pass the ball, I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> but, but look, I do think that the Bucks, from my conversations with the organization, they do feel like at least Kyle Trask is likely to be the guy under center. I, I feel pretty confident that they're going that direction, whether that's due to some salary cap concerns because they did go all in 
on Tom Brady the past couple years to try to build around him. And now they do have to pay a little bit of that price. I still think that Jason Light, the general manager, is never just um, he, he's just not going to lay down by any means. But I think he also believes Kyle Trask has what it takes to be a winner in this league. And he looks around the division and he says, well, we got, we got the best quarterback in the division at the very least. Ooh. So, you know, I'm not saying that means much. But at the, I think that he at least thinks they can be competitive with Kyle Trask. Yeah, what we just saw there with projected cap space, that's what happens when you put everything in one basket to win a Super Bowl. And thank God for them, they Good did them. win one. And uh, Key, you know, I'm thinking about Kyle <laughs> Trask. He's probably like, man, I wish I could go back to my days at Florida when I was a starter for the last time and have Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Tony. But either way, he does have some weapons there. You've been one of those Absolutely. weapons at times when there's been a backup yeah. quarterback. What is that like for the guys? At least they're is some familiarity there as opposed to a totally new guy well I know you you're in the room with me we're at practice together I see you every single day the media doesn't see you every single day they saw you in college but they're not there they're not in the film sessions they don't really understand and on top of that when I talk about young quarterbacks I'm always talking about having alpha dogs well guess what he got two he got two right there with him so he will not have a huge learning curve they're all going to learn the same system Together, they're not going to keep the Byron Leftridge system. They're bringing a system from Seattle like Robert Griffin just talked about. So they're all going to learn it together. And when you got Mike Evans and you got Chris Godwin and you have Otten and company, you got something. You got Gage. You got something as a young quarterback. I've been with young quarterbacks before as an older player that have played in this league. And it wasn't as bad as you think as long as they do what we need them to do, which is give me the damn ball. <laughs> I knew it was coming somewhere in this show. <laughs> yes. You just feel it. He had to get it in there. I love it, Key. Uh, also, we have more quarterback talk coming on this show. We're going to get into Lamar Jackson's situation. You don't want to miss that. But also up next, with 19 Cowboys becoming free agents, where should the team's priorities lie? Our analysts are going to weigh in on what moves need to be made in Dallas. You know, it's Super Bowl or bust there. How do they win one? That's next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. So glad you're with us on NFL Live. Let's get to the latest news around the league with our insider, Jeff Darlington. And Jeff, we begin in San Francisco with Brock Purdy. What's the latest there? 
Well, Laura, Brock Purdy's uh, surgery on his UCL has been delayed until March at the earliest. Doctors want to see the swelling go down in his elbow. Now, this obviously delays the timeline for his return as well. This is going to be about a six-month recovery. So if we do the math from March, we're looking at August before he can make that full recovery. Certainly allows him time to get there before the start of the season. But Trey Lance with a huge opportunity come training camp. Taylor Lewan was actually released by the Titans today, the longtime left tackle. He's among those, including wide receiver Robert Woods, who are essentially salary cap casualties. The Titans, $23 million over the cap. They need to get underneath that before they can make any moves in free agency. So Lewan, longtime, very popular player for the Titans, is out of Tennessee. Another very interesting move, perhaps a little inside baseball, Daniel Jones has decided to switch agents. The reason why this is newsworthy, of course, is because we're expecting him to try to negotiate a long-term deal. The Giants would like to get a deal done with him, and if they can't by March 7th, they will consider applying the franchise tag. The question, of course, here is the money involved. By switching agents, Jones clearly believes that he can get more out of the Giants than they presently were planning to give him. We'll see how that works out for him, Laura. Yeah, I think that's incredibly notable of a story, Jeff, because he's going to be looking for probably a lot more than people really expect him to get. But that quarterback market, you know how it goes. All right, let's go to Dallas elsewhere in that division where Jerry Jones has his hands full this offseason, putting a team together with 19 free agents to figure out who stays, who goes, who do they go out and get, right? As usual, Super Bowl or bust for the Cowboys. So with that in mind, we proceed accordingly. Also, the Cowboys currently projected to be $7 million over the cap this season. They have some key big names set to hit the market. Let's tell you about them. On offense, Tony Pollard and Dalton Schultz, both slated to be unrestricted free agents. On defense, former first-round pick Leighton Vander Esch and safety Donovan Wilson headlined that list. So, Robert, who do they need to make sure they bring back? I mean, they got to prioritize. I had two on the list, but I'm going to move to three. It's got to be Tony Pollard. He's their leading rusher, the most dynamic offensive player outside of CeeDee Lamb that they had. Got to bring him back. And they got to bring back their leading tackler and their second leading tackler on defense. That would be Leighton Van Der Esch, the linebacker, and safety Donovan Wilson. You don't want to let those key cogs go from a team that bounced Tom Brady from the playoffs and has the moniker of the only team in Cowboys history to ever beat Tom. Brady. All of these guys are extremely important to what the Cowboys are trying to do outside of their star players. And last but not least, guys, they have to do everything in their power to draft B. John Robinson out of Texas. Ooh. He does everything that Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott can do, and he's in one package. Dynamic playmaker. I think a lot of teams are going to really contemplate moving up in the draft to take him. Well, I think, you know, you certainly hit on Tony Pollard, no question about it because he did amazing things for them when they gave him the opportunity to carry the load. I look at it, though, playmaking ability. C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard are really the only true, true playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. They have cap issues. What they got to do is they got to go to some of those big money guys that have the large numbers and talk to them about renegotiating. And, of course, you kick the can down the road. Everybody does it. Not that big of a deal. But you need a playmaker. You got to go find one of these receivers that will be available there's a Robert Woods out there. You can revisit OBJ again. Then there possible there could be a DeAndre Hopkins, a Keenan Allen, possibly a Michael Thomas in New Orleans could be available to you if he's healthy. So if you look at that and you say, okay, I need a playmaker. When Dak Prescott got Amari Cooper, it changed his life when they traded for him. 
Their third down percentage went up. They became a big-time team on third down. So you got to have playmakers in order to be successful. We know what the defense is all about. I could not agree more with you, Keyshawn, but at the risk of being repetitive, I'll also point out that the Cowboys' offensive line needs to be addressed as well. They've got two starters that are headed for free agency, a veteran who could be a cap casualty. So even though they might be looking to try to bolster that line, they might also be trying to rebuild it all together. So they have to make some very hard decisions. Do we try to retain the players we have, or do we try to reconstruct this thing altogether? The Cowboys are facing a plethora of questions this offseason. That's just on the offensive side of the ball. Certainly one of the more interesting offseasons for one of the most interesting teams. Yeah, once again, they fall short of where Jerry Jones wants him to be. And you know that is always in his mind, especially with the Eagles elsewhere in the division making it to the Super Bowl. All right, after the break, guys, with the franchise tag window now open, Lamar Jackson's future remains up in the air. Hear why RG3 thinks the quarterback should make a decision sooner rather than later. He's got tons of inside perspective. Don't miss it. That's next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. What will Lamar Jackson do? Welcome back to NFL Live. Okay, Lamar wants a fully guaranteed contract. The likes of Deshaun Watson's deal with the Browns, and so far the Ravens haven't offered that. Now he can choose to go along with the franchise tag or continue the conversation with the Ravens. Gets interesting, though, if he maybe ends up elsewhere. Here's his new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. You know, he's got an elite skill set. I mean, it's obvious when you watch him on, on film. I mean, the things he can do with the football and the plays that he makes, and I think he's underrated as a passer. Maybe I think so in terms of his ability to make plays and throw it down the field. Um, so you've all seen it. I mean, I'm like you. I haven't. I'm no different than you. I watch what you guys watch, you know, and it's pretty amazing. We agree. Uh, Jeff, what is the latest you're hearing on where <laughs> contract talks stand between Lamar and the Ravens? Well, Laura, the Ravens have a decision to make, and it's not just about whether they will apply the tag, which we expect. It's what tag they're going to apply, the exclusive or the non-exclusive. Should they apply the non-exclusive, it opens up a bit of a Pandora's box because then we'll have to see if another team, which is the possibility when you sign to a non-exclusive tag, could come in and offer two first-round picks and try to poach Lamar Jackson away from the Ravens. Now, keeping in mind that when the Ravens do apply a tag, which again, we expect, we have to remember, this is not just so that he plays on the tag this year. It is a stopgap to try to get to that 
coveted long-term extension that they both want. Lamar Jackson still wanting the full guaranteed money. The Ravens not wanting to go that far. So that's where we're at. Still an impasse, but one that likely will have a tag applied to it. Yeah, Jeff, I, I would say that if the Ravens want to lose Lamar Jackson, they should apply the non-exclusive tag to him. Because mm -hmm. every team in the league, dang near, is going to come up to him to his table and say, all right, we'll give up two first-round picks and give you a fully guaranteed deal. So for Lamar Jackson, I believe it is paramount that he makes a decision within the next three to four weeks of what he wants to do. He's been negotiating with the Ravens for two years now. Are they going to get to the point where they give him that fully guaranteed deal? And when I say fully guaranteed, I'm not talking partially. I mean every single dollar, every single cent, <laughs> every single year for five to seven years, he wants it guaranteed like, uh. And listen, if I tell you, I'm going to take you to Paris, I'm going to take you to see the Eiffel Tower, and I bring you to Las Vegas, you're going to be mad too. All right? It's, it's guaranteed money. It's not partially guaranteed. It's not somewhat guaranteed. And Lamar has to let it be known that if Baltimore is where he wants to be, he's either going to play on the tag or hope that they work out a long-term deal. But April 1st or whenever the offseason begins, he needs to be in the building learning that new offense, whether that's in Baltimore or if he's on a new team. He's the only one that can make that decision. Wait, Keith, there, yeah, he is, there is an Eiffel Tower in Vegas, though. It's, it's not the right one. Well, but, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's true. It's fool's gold as far as that goes. <laughs> I, I think when you talk about playing on a tag, I wouldn't play on a tag. I wouldn't step foot in Baltimore until a deal is done or I moved. And, and because other, other players around the league are watching. And one of the things that you have to take into consideration, if they tag him, they're going to eat up a large amount of their salary cap. So when guys become available, when you have to go get some key pieces to put around him, you can't do it because you're eating up that money. So the Baltimore Ravens have got to understand that as well. And I understand trying to get things done, it takes time to do. But they've had two years to do this. Mm. Why is it taking so long? I don't know. But I know one thing. I'm not stepping foot on the field. <laughs> and I'm going to advise him, if you're listening, if you are listening, Lamar, and if not, somebody will tweet you and say what I say. Don't. Get your tail anywhere near Baltimore until you get your money. I'm sorry, Harbaugh. It's just the reality of it. Yeah, you know, it is worth reminding people from the Ravens' perspective, their entire offense, their entire team is built in Lamar's image. It's built to operate around Lamar Jackson. So if you don't have Lamar Jackson, and by the way, you're not going to find another Lamar Jackson, good luck. All right, Robert, if Lamar does stay in Baltimore, and you heard Todd Munkin off the top of our segment here, you were there during his best years. What do the Ravens need to get back to offensively? Yeah. Well, Laura, I've known Todd Munkin for a really long time. I competed against him when he was the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. You know, I know he's been with the Tampa Bay Bucks before, but most recently we saw him with the Georgia Bulldogs winning back-to-back -back national championships in college football. Munkin is going to do what Greg Roman was unable to do for Lamar. In 2019, when Lamar led the league in touchdown passes and he was a unanimous MVP, it was because of his relationship with Greg Roman and how they attacked defenses with the running game. The running game opened up the passing game. Well, in 2020 and 2021, they tried to get Greg Roman to do things that he just isn't really comfortable doing, and that's having a sophisticated passing game. So you saw Lamar's numbers constantly going down because as they tried to throw the ball a little bit more, they didn't have the weapons and they didn't have the coach with the expertise to scheme guys open and get Lamar easy completions. Now they have that with Todd Munkin. If you watched every big game, 
that Georgia has played over the last two years, and I know it's college football, but he has had Stetson Bennett throwing to wide open guys left and right. That's going to allow Lamar Jackson to have more success as a, as a quarterback, and I undoubtedly believe they're going to bring in more weapons for Lamar. And Key, your point about Lamar not stepping foot in Baltimore if he doesn't have a deal, the only reason I, I push back on that is because for his career, you know. he's learning a new offense one way or another. Mm -hmm. One way or another, he's learning a new offense. He needs to be in one of those buildings come April when the offseason program begins. If that's Baltimore, make that decision mentally and go do it. If it's not, tell him you got to go and go be a Jet or a Falcon or a Miami Dolphin. Can't help you. I'm not getting in the building. But here's what I will say about a sophisticated passing game. He had a sophisticated <laughs> passing, passing game in Louisville with Bobby Petrino. So we know he can do it. We yes. know he can push the ball down yes. the field, and he can yes. use his legs, Laura. It's that yeah. simple and easy. You know, Robert, we don't have much time here, but I'm curious. You know Lamar pretty well. Do you think he would be a type of guy who yes. would sit out, who would hold out? Last year, I stated that Lamar would never be a guy that, to put an ultimatum down. But this year, because he's been negotiating with them for so long, I believe that he will put one down if he wants to be in Baltimore or if he wants to leave. Really interesting. Thanks no, for being with us today no, on NFL Live. No. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place as always.